welcome to Tea and Strumpets, a Regency Romance Review. I'm Zoe. And I'm Kelsey. And Kelsey, we're back. We are (laughs) back. This is very exciting. Yes, listeners, I don't know how closely you listened to our our, uh, chatter there in the last episodes, but um, we haven't recorded since September, so we are now... Yeah, back and recording and like there's dust on my microphone. <laughs> I had to remember how to set the whole thing up. I was like, okay, let's do this. I used to be able to do this in like two minutes flat. Let's see if I can redo this again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm so excited. Um, as you probably did do know, I had a baby. That happened. Yeah, that happened. Yay! Yay! Zoe. And everything went well, and it was a she. So I have a little girl. <laughs> Which I'm so excited about because, no offense to everybody else, but everyone else I know that's having kids has had boys. So <laughs> I'm very excited for your little girl. <laughs> yes, I, I am too. I really thought it was a boy. I was so sure that it was a boy, except I didn't say that I was so sure it was a boy. It was just like once it was a born and it was a girl and they handed her to me and I was like actually it was really funny because like she came out and they pushed her up to me and they were like uh what is it they didn't even like tell me they had me look and I was like I I think it's a girl like I couldn't (laughs) tell because I literally just pushed a human out of me yeah you're Um, like I can't do anything right now please excuse me (laughs) yeah um but but yeah she's happy and healthy and we named her Serafina Rose yes I know I know I it's the same name as the Raycast I swear it's not like named after the Raycast but it definitely I that name came on my radar exactly it came on my radar after that and for a lot of reasons um I just loved that name and I loved what it meant and uh, kind of the the origin of it. So it just worked for us. And so she gets to have a fancy name if she wants one, which is, you know, Serafina. And if she wants to kind of have a normal name that everybody at Starbucks can spell, she can say Sarah. Perfect. Yeah, they'll spell it you know, wrong for her, her way, but. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's fine because my name's Kelsey. And let me tell you something. My name gets spelled wrong all the time. Yeah, I, I, my name on the phone, people think that I say Ellie instead of Zoe all the time. And I'm just like, okay, huh? sure. Okay. <laughs> I know it's, it, we all have our struggles, but um, anyhow, I'm just excited. We're here. My kid is sleeping right now. She's taking a nap. So we're going to try to get this episode recorded before she wakes up or maybe before she needs to be fed, but we'll see how it goes. (laughs) All right, let's do it, Zoe. Let's get into our 2021 books that we want to read. Yes, we have a whole bunch. This was really fun last year. So we have 21 plus. We have a couple of extras here for you guys. So definitely, like, I'm really excited to share this list with you. And like we said last time, this is not a comprehensive list. This is like just the books that we saw and we think are really cool and we can't wait for these. So there are so many others and we would love to hear about them. Yes. If you're excited for a book that we did not mention, please let us know and we can tell everybody else about it. And sadly, all of these will not make recording episodes of ours. And I'll be honest, I don't think we'll even get to read all of these because so many from the list last year, I didn't get to read. But I read a lot of books last year, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, 
Also, just to mention, as we learned last year, a lot of the titles have their release dates changed as the year goes on. And <sighs> yeah, I they know. just can't stick to one date. It's so upsetting. It's like it's it's <gasps> like the author is a human being. <laughs> oh my lord, how unacceptable. <laughs> right. And sometimes they change multiple times and sometimes they don't come out that year at all, <laughs> which <laughs> we we had a couple last year that didn't come out at all. Um and so with that, I thought before we talk about what books are coming, maybe we should quickly mention which book for sure is not. Yes, and that would be Tessa Dare's The Bride Bet. Now, Tessa Dare did go on social media and say, for all those who pre-ordered and saw the release date change to 2024, don't worry, it's not. we're not waiting that long. No. <laughs> she just doesn't have it quite done yet, and so luckily she's got a publisher that's willing to wait and not push something that's not ready. And so we're going to get a better book eventually soon, um, but they're not sure when. And so she is going to take her time and finish it when it's finished, which I think is probably, like I said, better for all of us readers. Uh, absolutely. I'm happy to wait for it because I'm very excited for it. And if she needs to take a little extra time, you know what? That's acceptable. Totally agree. So shall we get into it? Yes, let's get into it. So our first book is Regency in Color Anthology by Amy Quinton, Elise Marion, Gabrielle Carr, Hildy McQueen, and Jessica Kale. I hope I said those right. <laughs> and that is supposed to be published on January 18th, 2021. So, a little excerpt for those who are intrigued. It is the social season of 1817, and everyone in London has plenty to gossip about this year, from the beautiful heiresses moonlighting as songstresses in taverns, to a self-proclaimed lifelong rogue suddenly making a mother of two his new duchess. Welcome to an enchanting collection of Regency romance novellas featuring a diverse cast of heroes and heroines of color. We promise these stories won't be ones you soon forget. Yeah, and I found this, or, and I stumbled across this on Facebook, um, and the cover is really pretty, and I don't know really anything about these authors, but I thought it was definitely worth mentioning because, as we've said all year, we were like really excited to see more diverse selections in historical romance, and that is just exciting to see. I will note that only three of the five authors are authors of color, and I'm hopeful that it is over overall a great anthology, but I'm really excited to check it out and learn more. So I wanted to share it with everyone. Well, thank you for sharing, Zoe. All right. So our second one is also something that I have never read by this author, but I saw this description and I've seen people talking about it and I thought, this is just... This is interesting. So uh, this is by Harper St. George, The Heiress Gets a Duke. And this is The Gilded Age Heiresses Number 1. And I know you're saying Gilded Age, but Gilded Age is across the pond, Zoe. Well, <laughs> sometimes we need to venture across the pond, guys. <laughs> well, but this one I don't think does. So, Oh, interesting. Uh, this is expected to be published in January 26, 2021. And the synopsis is, even a fortune forged in railroads and 
Steele can't buy entrance into the upper echelons of Victorian high society. For that, you need a marriage of convenience. American heiress August Crenshaw has aspirations, but unlike her peers, it isn't some stuffy British lord she wants wrapped around her finger. It's Crenshaw Ironworks, the family business. When it's clear that August's outrageously progressive ways render her unsuitable for a respectable match, her parents offer up her younger sister to the highest entitled bidder instead. This simply will not do. August refuses to leave her sister to the mercy of a loveless marriage. Evan Sterling, the Duke of Rothschild, has no intention of walking away from the marriage. He's recently inherited the title only to find his coffers empty and with countless lives depending on him, he can't walk away from the fortune a Crenshaw heiress would bring him. But after meeting his her fiery sister, he realizes Violet isn't the heiress he wants. He wants August, and he always gets what he wants. But August won't go peacefully to her fate. She decides to show Rothschild that she's no typical London wallflower. Little does she realize Realize that every stunt she pulls to make him call off the wedding only makes him like her even more. Oh, this looks so fun. And you know what? I can't tell if it's in London or in America, but I don't think it matters. I, mean, I don't it really think it doesn't. matters. It this definitely sounds doesn't. so fun. I love all these. I will say this. I am a fan of these Gilded Age books with like the fiery American heiress and I'm yes. like in it to win it. Love I know. It. We we both read some of Maya Rodale's uh, series this year. Oh, loved it. Yes, I definitely loved it too. I still haven't read Joanna Shoup, which is like a shame on me, but we'll get we'll get to that. We will. We will. So Kelsey, what's next? So what's next is taking us into February, which is Erica Ridley, The Duke Heist, The Wild Winchesters, number one. And it is expected to be published February 9th, 2021. And you guys will find out uh, real quick that uh, I think February 9th is Romancelandia Christmas. <laughs> so ah. let's uh, keep on trucking. Yeah. Chloe Winchester is completely forgettable, a curse that gives her the ability to blend into any crowd. When the only father she's ever known makes a dying wish for his adopted family of orphans to recover a missing painting, she's the first one her siblings turn to for stealing it back. No one expects that in doing so, she'll also abduct a handsome duke. Loris Gosling, the Duke of Faircliffe, is tortured by his father's mistakes. To repair his estate's ruined reputation, he must wed a highborn heiress. Yet when he finds himself in a carriage being driven hell for leather down the cobblestone streets of London by a beautiful woman who refuses to heed his commands, he fears his heart is hers. But how can he sacrifice his family's legacy to follow true love? Ah, and this series, so I'm excited about this, is inspired by the television show Leverage. And if you guys, I'm I'm a big fan of Leverage. In fact, it's been really hard for me to call it Leverage because I call it Leverage <laughs> uh, because of that line in Pirates of the Caribbean where um, uh, Orlando yep. Bloom says, these are half-pin barreled hinges. If you apply the proper Leverage, they pop right out. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, sorry, tangent there, but I love Leverage. Like, it's such a fun heist show, and that's what this series is going to be from Erica Ridley. So, like, how fun. This sounds really fun. I didn't watch Leverage, but... It's like cr- criminals who who kind of like Robin Hood. They basically, you know, they're, they there's a oh, team right. of criminals and they all get together and do crime for good. And well, that's they they're they're not into murder either, so it's more just like intrigue and smarts and outsmarting and outwitting. Well, that's nice cuz frankly there's enough blood and gore on TV as it is. 
Absolutely. So our second uh, present for Romance Christmas uh, <laughs> has an excellent title. It's by Suzanne Enoch, and it is Hit Me With Your Best Scott. <laughs> uh, Suzanne Enoch just has the best titles. Ugh, I love so them. So good. And this is number three in her Wild Wicked Highlanders series. And so it is The Metagart Brothers Have One Task – Find English brides or lose their land. Cole MacTaggart, Viscount Glenderill, is a big, brawny Highlander who doesn't like being told what to do. Not even by his exasperated English mother, who is determined to see her eldest son wedded and bedded. However, when he comes to the rescue of an irresistibly beautiful woman, Cole discovers that he may have found his perfect match. The challenge isn't that Persephone Jones is famous, wealthy, independent, and smarter than anyone he knows. The problem is that she is not interested in marrying any man, especially not a hot-headed Scot, even if he is the only man who seems to understand who she really is, even when she's not so sure herself. When Cole learns that Persephone is actually a lady in hiding and someone is willing to kill her for what she stands to inherit— well, Cole never has been one to turn down a fight. When hearts are involved, nothing comes between a Highlander and his lady. In it to win it. <laughs> yeah, that one sounds like a fun romp. It does. And next on our February 9th Christmas is Elizabeth Everett, A Lady's Formula for Love, The Secret Scientist of London, number one. Now, this is a debut author with her debut series. And so this will be really exciting, shall it not? It shall. And there has been a lot of buzz around this. And I have seen a lot of people who have gotten advanced copies like absolutely raving about it. People whose opinions I respect. So I think this one is going to be one to definitely make sure to read. Yes. And what's it all about? Well, what is a Victorian lady's formula for love? Mix one brilliant noblewoman and her enigmatic protection officer. Add in a measure of danger and attraction. Heat over the warmth of humor and friendship. The result is more than simple chemistry. It's elemental. Aww. Lady Violet Hughes is keeping secrets. First, she founded a clandestine sanctuary for England's most brilliant female scientists. Second, she is using her genius on a confidential mission for the crown. But the biggest secret of all, her feelings for her protection officer, Arthur Neeland. Solitary and reserved, Arthur learned the hard way to put duty first. But the more time he spends in the company of Violet and the eccentric club members, the more his best intentions go up in flames. Literally. When a shadowy threat infiltrates Violet's laboratories, endangering her life and her work, scientists and bodyguard will find all their theories put to the test and learn that the most important discoveries are those of the heart. Aw, very cute. I love the, um, the like science thing at the beginning. Mix one part this, mm -hmm. add in a measure of that. I mean, that could also be cooking, but I like that it's chemistry. And yeah. I don't know. I think it's really cute. Um, and so I'm hopeful that we get a little spice of that in the books as well. Yes, absolutely. All right. So our next one on February 9th, this is confirmed by the author. So this time it's happening. This book was on our list last year to come out last February, but we couldn't, I remember we couldn't quite tell if it was actually going to come out, but mm -hmm. Courtney Milan has said that The Devil Comes Courting 
is coming out on February 9th, and that is The Worth Saga number three. So we didn't get this book last year, but instead we got The Duke Who Didn't, which was also amazing. I don't which know was if you fabulous. Guys read that one. It was it was fabulous. So like no complaints <laughs> at all. But I am really excited for this one. So the synopsis of this one reads for a refresher for those who don't remember. Captain Grayson Hunter knows the battle to complete the world's first telegraphic network will be fierce, and he intends to win it by any means necessary. When he hears about a reclusive genius who has figured out how to slash the cost of telegraphic transmissions, he vows to do whatever it takes to get this man in his employ. Except the reclusive genius is not a man, and she's not looking for employment. Amelia Smith was born in Shanghai and taken in by English missionaries. She's not interested in Captain Hunter's promises or his ambitions, but the harder he tries to convince her, the more she realizes that there is something she wants from him. She wants everything, and she'll have to crack the frozen shell he's made of his heart to get it. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm really excited for that one. I love Courtney Milan. Everybody knows that. I like always like respond to her on Twitter, and she never responds. I just want to be your best friend. She's way too (laughs) smart for me. She's way too smart for me. I know. I know. I know that she she can have she has way better friends than us. She I don't say that. We're We're great friends. We are great friends. But I just she's okay. How about instead of my friend, I would love her to be like my just life mentor. She's so fascinating. Love it. So fascinating. Anyhow, there is stuff I would love to talk about uh, that she did over the winter quarter with some other authors, but maybe we'll save that discussion for the beginning of our next episode. So stay tuned, listeners. (laughs) There you go. We're going to give you a little sneak peek. Anywho. We're on to number seven in our list, and this one does not come out on February 9th. So Eva Lee's Waiting for a Scot Like You, Union of the Rakes number three, is expected to publish on February 23rd, 2021. And this is her third book, and I think it's the final book in her, like, 80s-inspired series, which, you know, we've had um, some, the other, uh, uh, My Fake Rake was the first one. Mm. Um, So a lot of fun in this series. Yes. For a merry widow and a stoic major, it's a bumpy road to love. Adjusting to life in peacetime isn't easy for Major Duncan McCameron. Escorting a lady on her journey north seems like the perfect chance to give him some much-needed purpose. That is, until he learns the woman in question is the beautiful, bold, reckless Lady Ferris. She makes his head spin, and being alone together will surely end in disaster. Beatrice, the Dowager Countess of Ferris, is finally free of a stifling marriage, and she has no plans to shackle herself to any other man. Ready to live life to the fullest, she's headed to a week-long bacchanal, and the journey seems... And the journey should be half the fun, except she's confined to a carriage with a young, rule-abiding, irritatingly handsome Scottish soldier who wouldn't know a good time if it landed in his lap. But maybe (laughs) a madcap escapade will loosen him up. Between carriage crashes, secret barn dances, robbers, and an inn with only one bed, their initial tension dissolves into a passion that neither expected. But is there a future for an adventure-loving lady and a duty-bound soldier, or will their differences tear them apart? So I love this because Lady Ferris has been a character... At least since the second book, um, she was definitely in there with Jessica in in the the second book in the series, and uh, 
I don't know if if some of our listeners have figured it out, but there is definitely a big homage to Ferris Bueller's Day Off in this one. <laughs> what? Yeah, so fun. I mean, obviously she spells Ferris differently, um, but they're going on this journey. Anyhow, I'm excited to read it. I think it's going to be a really fun romp. It sounds very fun. So, Kelsey... Although we are only about a quarter of the way through the year, (laughs) we are about halfway through the books that we're going to be sharing today. So I think now is a perfect time for us to adjourn to the parlor. So shall we? We shall. If you're looking for a little magic and whimsy to extend your holiday season, how about a paranormal rom-com? In Fairy Godmother's Inc. by Serana DeWilde, the town of Ever After is filled with lovable, reoccurring characters that will make you want to return to this magical world over and over again. Fairy Godmother's Inc. features a second-chance love story between an unlucky young woman named Lucky Fujuki and her college boyfriend, who now runs a chocolate empire. Filled with quirky charm, sexy romance, witty banter, and refreshing, unique characters, the first installment in this series is a perfect rom-com with a touch of magic. And if you want to hear a little bit more, here is the synopsis. Ever After is a town that runs on magic, and that magic is fueled by love. So when the three fairy godmothers in charge of Ever After's magic supply realize the town's power has started to wane, they conspire to transform Ever After into a premier wedding destination in hopes of attracting a major infusion of love to the town. Lucky Fujiki's first name is a cosmic joke. Her luck is so bad, even the number seven steers clear of her. But when her adorable godmothers ask for a favor, Lucky can't say no, even if she can already feel the bad juju waiting to strike. And her mission is even worse than she imagined, to promote Ever After as a wedding destination by faking a marriage to her first love and longtime ex, Ransom Payne, he of the embarrassing incident that neither of them will ever live down. Ransom Payne has spent years building an impressive new reputation for himself, and now his godmothers want him to pretend to wed the one girl he'd like most to forget? Sure, weddings in Ever After could be a huge boon for his chocolate business, but risking more up-close and personal time with Lucky? Considering the stakes, it's a curse he'll have to bear at the risk of being humiliated, or perhaps bewitched. So pick up your copy of Fairy Godmother's Inc. today, available wherever books are sold, and we'll be sure to link that in our show notes. That one sounds so fun to me. It's so cute with <laughs> the does. wedding I like, love the- destination. I love it. I love it. Today, we also want to mention that one of our listeners has a really cool merch store that you all should check out. Natalie has a lot of really cute designs for romance fans. In fact, she has one that I think listeners of this show will love, um, which you can get on a mug or a shirt. It says Lion and Colin and Dane, oh my. So just saying. (laughs) So if you'd like to check out what she's got, her store is on Etsy at Kiss and Let Me Tell You. And you can use the code T15 to get 15% off. And of course, we will link that in our show notes as well. 
So we are starting off the year again, everyone, and we are, of course, looking for book recommendations. And what does this mean? This means that we would love to hear from you, our listeners, about books that you love uh, in general, books you think are fabulous, books you think that you would love to hear us do on the show, or books you'd love to hear recommended in the parlor. We are obviously doing a listicle kind of episode here today, talking about books we're excited for, but we don't want you to feel constricted at all. You don't have to recommend books that are of this genre or books that are coming out this year. They can be old books. They can be new books. We just want to know what you guys think is good. So we'd love to hear from you. And our email to send us all those recommendations is romancepod at gmail.com. If you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at T is in Tom and is in Nancy Strumpets. And we're also on Facebook slash T and Strumpets. And YouTube, you can search our name. And if you really want to be in the know, we've got email notifications on our website. Our website is romancepod.com. And there you can find episodes, more info about us, and other resources. So be sure to take a look. So next, we're moving into March with our eighth book on the list, and this is Emily Sullivan, A Rogue to Remember, and this is, again, a debut. So this one sounded interesting to me. This is The League of Scoundrels, number one. So to learn a little bit more about it, in this historical romance debut, a seasoned spy sets out to rescue the childhood friend he once loved from a reputation-destroying rumor, only to discover that she is actually the source. So after enduring five interminable seasons, Lottie Carlyle has had enough of shallow London society, her boring life, and her Uncle Alfred's meddling. When he demands she accept a proposal by the end of the next season or else he will choose a husband for her, she devises a plan. Create a scandal shocking enough to make her unmarriageable and spend her spinsterhood far enough away in the countryside where no one will ever recognize her." Alec Gresham hasn't seen Lottie since he left his childhood friend without a word five years ago, so he's not surprised to find her furious when he appears on her doorstep, especially bearing the news he brings. Her uncle is dying, her blasted reputation is still intact, and Lottie must return home. As they make the journey back to her family estate, it becomes increasingly clear that the last five years haven't erased their history, nor their explosive chemistry. Can Lottie look past her old heartache and trust Alec, or will his secrets doom their relationship once again? Oh, this is fun. Yes, definitely. I think this is a, an interesting new debut to look forward to because I, I think we found so many fun authors in in our list last year. We had debut authors as well. And so I'm excited. Yes, I'm really excited. That one just sounds like a lot of fun. I always love a old heartache and hero and heroine reunited after years apart. Yeah. So what do we got next? Our next book is by the lovely Kerrigan Byrne. And this is The Devil in Her Bed, Devil You Know, number three. And this is March 9th, 2021. So 
He lives in secret service to the crown, a man of duty, deception, and an undeniable attraction to a woman who threatens to tear his whole world apart. They call him the Devil of Dorset. He stands alone, a man of undeniable power. Moving in and out of shadows, back alleys, and ballrooms, he is unstoppable and one of the crown's most dangerous weapons. However, when he sets his sights on the undeniably beautiful Countess of Montclair, Francesca Cavendish, he doesn't realize that he has met a match like no other. True love wears no disguise. Francesca is a countess by day and stalks her prey, those responsible for the death of her family, by night. What she does not expect is to be thrown into the path of the devil himself, the Earl of Devlin. She has secrets of her own, and he seems determined to lay them bare. Can her heart survive finding the love of her life and losing him when all is revealed? Ah, oh, Kerrigan has such a great way of just like adding the tension. <laughs> oh, I so know. Good. And I'm so excited to read this. I, yeah. I have really loved this series with the three mm-hmm. redheads and yeah, uh, and also from Kerrigan Byrne this year because if this wasn't enough, she has two more books coming out. Her Good Girls series two and three, Dancing with Danger comes out in February, and Tempting Fate comes out in May. And that series is in the same universe as her Victorian Rebels series. So mm-hmm. the first book is like a crossover where like the heroine marries a character from the Ver- Victorian Rebels series, but then. Then the series continues with all of her sisters finding their happily ever afters. And I haven't yet read Fun. the first Good Girls. So I like I've got it in my pile and I have a treat for when I need it. <laughs> exactly. All right. And number. Oh, I read the last one. Your turn. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Well, then I will continue on with number 10, which is Eloisa James' Wild Child. Yeah! I know! The Wilds of Linlow Castle, number six. This is expected March 30th, 2021. So, he wants a prim and proper duchess, not the wildest of wilds. Already notorious for her golden hair that proves her mother's infidelity, Lady Joan just can't seem to avoid scandals, but her latest escapade may finally ruin her. She's determined to perform the title role of a prince. In breaches, naturally. She has the perfect model for an aristocratic male in mind, Thaddeus Erskine Shaw, Viscount Greywick, a man who scorned the very idea of marrying her. Not that Joan would want such a dubious honor, of course. For years, Thaddeus has avoided the one wild who shakes his composer, but he's horrified when he grasps the danger Joan's putting herself in. Staring into her defiant eyes, he makes the grim vow that he'll keep her safe. He strikes a a bargain. After one performance, the lady must return to her father's castle and marry one of three gentlemen whom he deems acceptable. Not including him, of course. Ah, Lady Joan, I'm ready. And we get the Duke, finally, who the Duke that I thought was going to marry Viola, Mm -hmm. because he had been the Duke that was there uh, at the dinner table. So I'm excited for this. I found uh the last book viola's book to be a little flat i can't remember if we we didn't talk about it on the podcast did we no we didn't read it for the podcast i didn't i mean you and i talked about it for sure we maybe i don't yeah yeah i just remember thinking that it it was a little bit quick that she kind of lost you know shed her shyness um yeah that was a bit of a yeah, yeah it was a quick kind of turnaround and that was kind of disappointing a little bit yeah, but it was just it was it a little was, fluffy and happy, which is all great. But I, I didn't have like that 
depth that Eloisa James usually does. So I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that I will love this one even more. Yes. And next on our list is Lorraine Heath, Scoundrel of My Heart, which is Once Upon a Dukedom number one. And it is expected to publish April 13th, 2021. And this is a new series. Obviously, it's number one. So... So it's about a young woman who must marry a titled gentleman to obtain her inheritance and the unsuitable man she begins to fall madly in love with. She is desperate to wed a duke. Lady Catherine Lambert must marry a titled gentleman to claim her inheritance and has finally gained the attention of a duke. Yet she is unable to forget the scandalous second son who aided in her achievement or his betrayal. He wants what he can never possess. Lord Griffith Stanwyck is tormented by the bitter truth that as a spare, he will never be able to give Catherine what she yearns to possess. But when his father is found guilty of treason, Griff detours into the dark and dangerous corners of London, haunted by memories of the woman lost to him forever. Love not to be denied. As the Duke's courtship intensifies, Catherine discovers Griff has become a man to be reckoned with. When old passions flare and new desires ignite, she must decide if sacrificing her legacy is worth a lifetime shared with the scoundrel of her heart. Ooh, that one seems deep. And I love me some Lorraine Heath. Oh, definitely. I love me some of Lorraine Heath. <laughs> so that is only taking us to April, but... We're going to cut it off here for today because Mm -hmm. we have so many books and we've just thrown a ton of books at you. So I don't know which one is sticking clearest in your mind now, but hopefully uh, you want to go pre-order all of these books. I think they are. Many of them are already up for pre-order, and we'll have that uh, available on our website, you know, so that there's mm-hmm. easy clicks for you to get to these books. But I thought before we sign off for today, Kelsey, I know that there's one other book that's not exactly in our genre, shall we say, but sort of is, uh, that you read and that you wanted to tell everybody about. Yes. And so this is an expected March publication, so that's Ooh. why it's going into this first half of this episode. And so this is by Maya Rodale, and it is a new young adult novel of hers, and it's called Alice and Gabby's Excellent Adventure. Now, this book is, like I said, it's a young adult book, and it has a bit of romance in it, but it's not, the romance isn't what's central to the plot. So the idea, so I'm going to read the back of it for you. So when I was you, Popular girl Gabrielle Fox only looks like she has it all together, but secretly she's freaking out about failing her classes, failing to graduate, and hiding her crush on the nerdy boy next door. When lightning strikes and she wakes up in another body, in another world, England 1819 to be precise, she definitely does not have her shit together, and she has a lot to figure out, fast, if she wants to get back to her real life. Of course she wants to get back, right? And you were me. Lady Alice Fellows is an oh-so-proper young lady about to accept the perfect marriage proposal. Or is she? She may be tempted by the bad boy of the neighborhood and not the boring lord about to propose. But this wallflower would never, ever do anything to cause a scandal. But when lightning strikes and she wakes up in the body of a popular high school girl 200 years later, she has no idea what the rules are anymore. In fact, she might finally be free to do whatever she wants. And that time we changed our destinies. Alice and Gabrielle couldn't be more different, but they might be just exactly what they need if they can stop causing trouble for each other and start living their best lives. 
It's so fun. And you read this already, right? I read this. So Maya reached out and was kind enough to send me an arc of it. And it was so cute. I just gobbled it up. And the biggest thing that I took away from it, and I mean, was just the friendship between the girls that develops. Like there's, you know, a secret, there's like a magical mirror that they can communicate through so they can talk to each other. And they truly become the other's best friend. And it's like, at the end of the book, there's like this final moment between the two of them. And I like no got teary eyed. There's just a final moment between them. And I got teary eyed with it because it's just such a beautiful Aww. friendship. And I just love the characters are just fun. And it's truly like Maya really goes into detail about like the struggles of going from one century to the other because it's so very different. Definitely. And it's really cute. And I highly recommend it. So. And it's just like a fun little fluff novel. And if you've got teenagers, it's a great one. And like I said, there's some romance involved, but it's not really about the romance. It's about the friendship. I love that. I think like so much, you know, that we talk about in our podcast is about like strong female friendships and like Mm -hmm. what that's like. And I think that romance, especially contemporary romance that's written nowadays is really focusing on showing women who are strong with other women. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So exactly. It's like some of my favorite part of the genre. And we've talked about this a a lot of other episodes where we're like, well, yeah, okay, the romance in this novel is great and everything, but I also really love their friendship. Like their Mm -hmm. friendship gives me a lot of the same feelings like that, that the romance does as far as the like, the, uh, the I don't know the God, in some I, ca- yeah at some I still have pregnancy brain <laughs> it's okay but I get what you're saying because sometimes like the romance even if it's great like you're like yes the romance was great but let me just talk about her friends and how awesome they are because yeah. they truly are awesome and they they make the book give it that depth and that fun that we're looking for Absolutely. So very cool, very fun, and I'm excited to read that one when I get a chance. So we're only halfway through our list. So that means we're coming back at you guys next week with the other half of our list. Yes. So look forward to the rest of the books that you can wait for in 2021. Yeah. And I'm so excited to share those with you. So we will be back next week. Of course, if you want to get in touch with us, we rattled off our handles in the middle of the show, but we are at T and Strumpets, T as in Tom, N as in Nancy Strumpets on Twitter and Instagram. You can interact with us there. Send us a book recommendation if you've got one at romancepod at gmail.com. And otherwise, thank you all so much for listening. We will see you all next week as we finish out our 2021 historical romance releases we just can't wait for. And may all your ever afters end happily. Tea and Strumpets is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.